everybody. Welcome back to my podcast. It's been a bit since I had a new show uploaded. I've just been getting ready to head back to college after an extended winter break because um, my university decided to push back the start date to allow the students to have more time to get COVID testing done because there's pre-arrival COVID testing protocols. You can't come back onto campus apparently until you have proof of a negative COVID-19 test. And just a lot of loops to go through. Very unnecessary, if you ask me. Anyway, the topic of today's podcast is going to be about Biden's press conference last night, which ran for two hours and accomplished nothing. Here's some of what he said. It's been a year of challenges, but it's also been a year of enormous progress. We went from two million people being vaccinated at the moment I was sworn in to 210 million Americans being fully vaccinated today. We created six million new jobs, more jobs in one year than any time before. Unemployment dropped, the unemployment rate dropped to 3.9%. Yeah, I'm gonna just pause him right there because I would say that he failed to say what that dropped from. Like where was the unemployment rate before it dropped 3.9%? But I'm sure whoever developed his transcript purposely left that out because, you know, we censor things here now to make everything seem perfect. So I did look at some graphs and uh, I looked at the stats of unemployment. We were at about 15.3% or whatever, according to this one graph on trading economics. I did use some filters here, like I selected the GDP annual growth rate and I'm comparing it with Russia because I just wanted to see, you know, for fun where the U.S. is. It looks like when the pandemic started, naturally, the U.S. had a huge spike in unemployment, and there is no spike like that for Russia. But they spiked a little bit later than we did. I'm not sure what Biden supporters were thinking uh, about the economy during the whole, like, the start of the pandemic, um, because... I don't know. I think if you close down the economy and you send everybody home from work, including people who are non-essential, because those jobs are essential to someone. I believe I've said that before, but I just need to restate it because some people don't get that. But if you send everybody home and close down the economy, of course, it's going to tank and unemployment is going to rise. That has nothing to do with Biden being a better president than Trump and vice versa. That just shows what a national quarantine can do to the economy. That has nothing to do with Trump's policies or like his conservative beliefs versus Biden being better suited for the job. We all know what unemployment rates have looked like since Biden has gotten into office compared to where they were under Trump. So we're going to go back to Biden and see what he was rambling on about and see if it made any sense. Most likely didn't. Let's hear it. Now thanks to the bipartisan infrastructure bill, we're about to make a record investment in rebuilding America to take us to be the number one best infrastructure in the world. Well, now we're way below that. We'll be creating better jobs for millions of people, modernizing our roads, our bridges, our highways, our ports, our airports, everything from making clean water, removing lead pipes, that every American American can turn on a faucet and drink clean water urban and rural and suburban communities. It's going to make affordable high-speed internet available to every American in urban, rural, and suburban areas. We've never done that before. Now we are. We're in the process of getting that done. 
Great. That sounds great. Um, most people on the left don't have a concrete idea of、um, what money is. They have this super abstract reality of like spend, 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 and and they don't care where it comes from. I actually had a speaker in my public policy class last semester talk about、uh, GDP growth rates and、uh, tax ceilings and just all the you know basics of economics.、Um, and at one point he was saying that inflation is not always necessarily a bad thing. And I just remember sitting there and like laughing to myself. Oh my god, what are people talking about? Inflation's not a bad thing. It literally means that the money that you have worked for, and for a lot of people, work isn't easy. All that hard-earned money that you're you're getting to support your family, to support yourself, the value of that money has decreased so much. Who wants their money devalued? But、uh, for the left, especially the ones in the bureaucracy, in the public policy domain. They care about visibility, visibility of tax reduction, visibility of how much money is left in people's wallets after they tax the crap out of you. Regressive taxes, progressive taxes, all of that they base on visibility. When they're talking about distribution and redistribution of taxes,、um, the way that they gauge those taxes is by saying, "Oh, with redistribution, we're actively taking people's money." And giving it to the government to disperse among other people evenly, because that's equity. That's that whole process. And then they say that distributive taxes are not the same thing because the money is coming from a pool instead of coming out of people's wallets. Now that doesn't make any sense because all money is people's money. No money is the government's money. The government takes. The government borrows, quote unquote, borrows to use for a greater good to help the public. But that's just the term that they hide behind, the greater public. So when they're talking about money in a pool that's been set aside, they're talking about redistributive taxes. All taxes are redistributive. The money in these pools is coming from private investors. That's why the government can't function without private sector business, because their agencies rely on each other. And as our federal government continues to expand with all these different healthcare reforms, COVID-19 stimulus checks, college grants, Medicaid, Medicare—all of this stuff is taking money from people, and it's increasing the debt that we're already in. It looks good on the outside. This is this is also part of visibility, but it's destroying our economy. At this rate, my generation is going to be tanked in debt. We're going to be worse off economically than our parents and probably our grandparents. Due to this rising inflation, and by increasing high-speed internet and making it available for everybody in the country, I bet you anything we're gonna see some taxes go up, and they're gonna skyrocket. We all know that 5G is not cheap, so to make it accessible for the entire country, we have to take these costs into consideration. What is that cost gonna be? It's gonna be huge, but like I was saying before. Biden and the rest of his administration do not care about where this money is coming from and how much of it they are willing to spend to get what they want. So there's one more part of his、uh, report that I want to go over. I'm not going to spend two hours taking apart everything that he said and like telling you guys. If you want to bore yourselves to death, you can listen back to what he said.、Uh, I wouldn't advise it though, unless you want to be angry. Maybe you already heard it. 
Now you're just going to be angry because you remember what he said and it was really annoying. But nothing in his report annoyed me more than this part. Well, um, I think if in fact, no matter how hard they make it for minorities to vote, I think you're going to see them willing to stand in line and, and defy the attempt to keep them from being able to vote. Yeah. So this was in response from a question that a reporter asked him about voter turnout. Did we think we were going to be able to move forward with any of the uh, next big elections without fraudulent votes being cast? And he makes it about minorities. So that shows what his default topic is on. Uh, racism and minorities and how it's been so hard for people of color to go and vote. My mother has never had any issues going to the ballot box. She's never been turned away. Neither have my grandparents. And uh, once again, it's not a matter of skin color here when it comes to voting oppression, I guess is what they're calling it. If you're not registered to vote in your correct district, you're not going to be allowed to vote. You're going to get turned down. You're also not supposed to move um, counties without deregistering and re-registering in your new county where your new home is because then that vote is technically not legal. Like if you go through all the little meticulous voting rules, you're not supposed to cast any votes from a district that you don't live in. You're also not supposed to cast a vote more than once. So 81 million votes does not seem in any way possible especially because they were all for Biden. And it, I remember looking at the maps and stuff and some of the districts that it was showing were completely blue. Like how could there not be one red ballot in some of these districts? That's, that's sus. That seems a little sus to me. I mean, there are some people in some secret societies, you know, they fly under the radar, or should I say under the dirt, that could have helped them out with that turnout. But I don't want to expose anyone or take part in exhumation. Uh, anyway. I don't think there's anything unrealistic about what we're asking. I'm not trying to, I'm not asking for castles in the sky. I'm asking for practical things the American people have been asking for for a long time.